previously on the one man show damon i listen to you i listen to your podcast when i'm in the car when i'm at home i don't know much about you now that i think of it i think i need to know more about you you probably didn't say that but just in case you did and you think it would be fun i'm gonna do 10 fun facts about me right now I apologize. It has been a while and it has been crazy in my life. Uh, I'm on a trip right now. I'm in Vegas and I said, I got to record this episode. I really have to. It's been long overdue. I moved into a new place. So it took about a couple weeks or so just to move in there and get, get all my stuff there. But wanted to continue the trilogy of my birthday challenges and wanted to finish it off with Damon 40 hashtag demon 40 now we're in my 40th birthday and i have to somehow top the push-up challenge for damon 38 the 39 mile triathlon challenge for damon 39 now damon 40 i decided i have to do the big one and honestly there was i mean a lot of people thought i was crazy when i brought up i came up with this idea But I said, look how big the last two events were. Look how big the last two challenges were. A 38-minute push-up challenge, a 39-mile triathlon challenge. What's left? There's only one thing in my mind, my crazy twisted mind that made sense. And that was a 40-mile ultra marathon. I know. Crazy. Crazy. This race would take everything out of me. I had probably after Damon 39, I had pretty much set my mind on what I'm going to do next, what's going to be the next event. And for those who are following me, they were wondering, yeah, what? how do you top this? How do you top the triathlon? And I knew there was only one way I could top it. And it was it had to do with running. It had to do with something, again, going off of the theme, something that followed the 40. What can I do with the number 40? And it only made sense that I would do a 40-mile ultra marathon. A marathon is 26.2 miles. Anything above 26.2 miles is called an ultra marathon. I wanted it to start at Ala Moana. Ala Moana has always been a special place to me, Ala Moana Beach Park. And I ended it there with my triathlon and I wanted to also start and end it there. Now, much like my last two events, again, how can I make this spectator friendly? If I'm hyping up on social media, what can I do to bring everyone into it? Now, I know they won't be able to watch me the whole time, but I can still do the live updates on Facebook, Instagram. And I can also have that finish line where they can meet me afterwards. But also, they would kind of see me along the course because they would know the course. So anyway, I mapped it out from Ala Moana 
all the way to Geiger Park in Eva Beach. And later on, I would realize that I might have been off by about a mile or two. I knew I had to start early. So my start time was about 5 a.m. I didn't expect anyone to be out there. I had a couple of my friends that came out at 5 a.m. just to see me off. And I thought that was so cool and so sweet of them. But other than that, I wasn't expecting a fanfare. I wasn't expecting anything because I knew it was early. When I did start the event, I did go on live. So when it comes to the whole spectator-friendly thing, I decided that I would check in live at the 10-mile markers. So at the beginning at Ala Moana Beach Park, I would alternate between Instagram and Facebook Live because I kind of wanted to get both you know, side of followers. So every 10-mile marker, I would alternate between Instagram and Facebook Live. I started my first live at the starting line, 5 a.m. And surprisingly, people were on. After that, the next update would be mile 10, mile 20, mile 30, mile 40. So leading up to this race, training-wise, I knew I had to strengthen my knees. I knew I had to get in that balance stuff, those exercises, the stability, because I knew that my legs and especially my knees would take a pounding. That's a long way, 40 miles. So I trained for weeks and months. And originally, the date I was originally supposed to do it, I couldn't do it. I tweaked my knee. And I remember it. I was going for a light jog. I was feeling good too, which was probably stupid because I ended up going a little bit faster. I should have not done that. And I remember stepping off of a curb sidewalk and then my knee i just felt a sharp pain and i tweaked it i don't know what happened to this day but i tweaked it so i had to announce on my social media that that i was going to change the date of the event and i had to postpone it and it kind of sucks because i did have some friends that planned to meet me at the halfway marker or planned in some way to support me out there which i really appreciate And postponing it would just give me more time, would buy me more time to really get everything together and train better and work on those those weaknesses, work on uh, any instability, any balance issues that I had. uh, I had to work on that. So I took that time to work on it, but I knew that I wanted to get it done before the end of the year. So I think the original date was actually on my birthday, August 10th, 2020, but I had to postpone it to December. And I believe it was like right at the last very moment, like the last week of December. And fortunately, I got strong enough and I recovered and I was able to make that date. So on the morning of, again, I have a couple friends that came out. Thank you. To Noreen and Bruce for coming out and driving out and and giving me that encouragement. And then I started my trek, 40 miles. And let me tell you, to get through it, I knew I had to be in a whole nother place mentally. Sure, physically. But I've been doing this long enough. I've I've done enough races that I know that when the body gives out. You can train the body. The body can only go for so long and so far. But there comes a point where the mind has to kick in. 
so you start off using the body and then the mind finishes off the mind is what pushes you through that last part of whatever you're doing whatever struggle whatever obstacle you're going through and it gets you through it it pushes you through not to give up so mentally i knew i had to zone out i downloaded some podcast episodes i made a playlist long playlist to try to last for that 40 miles or or whatever it was and i started going right about mile three or four i tripped and it it was dark by the way 5 a.m five something in the morning it was dark i tripped yeah i fell to the ground and i was like oh damn this sucks this is already off to a bad start and i think i cut myself or something happened but then again uh maybe 10 minutes later or so i again I stumbled or I tripped I, I something I don't think I fell the second time but I tweaked my knee not my knee I tweaked my ankle and I was like oh no I'm not even like five miles into the race yet and I'm already like tripping and I fell one time so yeah I have that I have this cut now on my knee and my ankle is a little funny because I tripped on some unstable surface but I kept going and I go, th- I get to mile 10. Again, everything's a blur, much like the, the last race. At mile 10, from mile 10, I believe, that's when it started getting a little more challenging. So I did good. I, my legs felt great all the way to about 12 or 15. Um, and then after that, my legs started kicking in and started getting tight and the muscles started tightening up. And this is where the support system comes in this is where it's really important no matter how strong how tough you think you are uh having the support of some good people really helps and i did have people reach out to me friends uh people i haven't seen in a long time reach out to me and tell me i'm gonna be out on the course i'm gonna see at mile so and so and so i knew my markers i knew where people were gonna be at and i knew that i had to make it there and i had to not let them go out there for nothing and right about mile 14 or 15, this is when I'm a, I'm already like almost at the halfway mark and I'm almost burnt out already. And my friend Jolene came out of the blue and she did give me a heads up, but I haven't seen her since our first job at the water park. And this was at like 90, in 99, 2000 maybe. Now we're in 2020, you know, it's 20 years later. She comes out of the blue on the trail uh, leading into Eva. And she's like, I'm here. I'm going to support you. I'm, I'm going to run with you. I swear, Jolene, she stayed with me. And she gave me that burst of energy to make it through to the halfway marker. And without her, I don't know. Because at that point, I was, I was almost done already. It was almost like... It was past mile 15. I don't know what mile it was at, but I was close to the halfway marker at 20. And she stayed with me and she talked and she talked and she talked to me and we caught up and and it was so cool, you know, because I haven't seen her in a long time. Now she has kids. She's married. So we're talking and I'm not much of a good talker at that point because I can barely talk. I'm all exhausted and dying, but she still had that positive energy and she kept me through it. So we go to halfway marker, we make it to mile 20 
And now we, I have two more friends over there. I have uh, Chris and Melanie. And they have a sign, like, you know, Go Damon. And they brought me some treats. You know, I think it was like a brownie or some kind of, uh, basically some energy, some snacks. And then I have uh, uh, my other two friends also over there, Anthony and Jen. And I'm like, oh, man, you guys, you guys are awesome. You guys came out to support me and whatnot. So I get there and I got to rest a little bit. I talk story a little bit with them. Jolene is still with me. And <laughs> I I know I got to make it back. I can't stay here forever. And I also know, based on my experience, I also know that if I stop for too long, my muscles will lock up. So I need to get everything flowing. I keep it flowing. I need to keep the muscles uh, moving. So after after we talk, we say hi, I say thank you. Me and Jolene, we end up leaving. Now, we're in Eva Beach. It's mile 20, but like I said, I didn't measure it right. So it was probably a mile 22 at that point. I went about two miles over the original estimated distance, which is 40 or 20 miles at the halfway marker. So me and Jolene, we leave the park, we're going, and we end up going down this dead end and we're trying to figure out, okay, where is the opening to get back out on the road that we just came from? So we cut through this, I guess these townhomes. Um, and <laughs> I thought that was the, the exit, but it wasn't. So there's this wall now that we have to climb over. And it's pretty ghetto. Someone left a, a wagon there, a wagon turned upside down, a wagon, a shopping wagon, shopping cart. So luckily we had that. So we go on and we try to climb over the wall. And I think she gets over first. I, second, I try to go over my my calf cramps up. Like I get a pull in my calf. I think some people call it like a Charlie horse. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I automatically like get off the wall. I go right back on the wagon and everything froze up. And I said, oh, you got to wait. I got to stretch this out. Like my muscle and my calf just pulled. I mean, it was a mean pull. And so I'm trying to get over and she's doing as best as she can to help me and support me. And I finally get over and my hamstrings lock up. Like everything starts tightening up just from that little movement of trying to climb a wall. You know, it's it's a different movement from just that running and walking that I was doing for the last 20 miles. Now you want me to try to climb over something. Anyway, we eventually made it over and we continue on to go back to town now. So she stays with me for another five miles or so, probably probably a little bit over five or so. And I'm like, look, you can leave at any time. I won't, you know, like... I won't blame you. Like, you can leave. I feel bad. You're coming out with me all this way. And she's like, nope, I'm staying with you. And she stayed with me. And before that, she called her husband and she said, look, we need water. You got to bring water. The husband was nice enough to drive down and grab us some water. Because I think at that point, I might have ran out of some, like, liquid. And... Um, or he might have brought Gatorade. But anyway, he was nice enough to bring that, and then we were off on our way, and I was just dying. If it wasn't for her talking to me, because I'm sorry, women women can talk a lot, and it came in handy this time around. Um, 
if it wasn't for her, yeah, at that point, I don't know what would have happened. Honestly, I probably would have gone slower, but she kept the most important thing that she did was keep my pace going. So I didn't stop. I didn't slow down too much. She kept me on a consistent pace. So we're going right. And our goal is to hit uh, Blaisdell Park. Blaisdell Park is right off of the bike path, which was what we were traveling on going heading back to town and blaisdell park i believe is mile 25 at that point 25 or 26 somewhere around there and she calls another backup one of her friends and her friend agrees to meet us at the park and has a big gatorade bottle now i'm covered now i got the water the gatorade because at that point i was out I didn't have much left because I didn't want to carry a lot on me. I did have money and my plan was to stop along the course and go to the gas station and buy liquids, whatever I needed, right, for hydration. So we go to Blaisdell Park and her friend drops that off. And I said, I got to finish this and I appreciate you and everything you've done. And thank you for getting me out here. And she had to go back too. I mean, it was that's a long distance from where she, where I met her originally in Eva. So I thank her. She leaves me. Now I'm on my own. And it's mile 26, mile 27. That's not 5 a.m. anymore. Now it's like probably about noon. Or I would say maybe even 1, 1 to 2 p.m. Now the sun has come out. Now it's blazing hot. And it's harder than ever. So I continue on the path and I'm hydrated. I got everything I need, but man, my body is beat. So I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Now I'm by Pearl Harbor. And this is where the recruitments come in. This is where the support comes in and the friends and the clients. And because I could have not done this without them. So one of my clients, Emma, runs out of Pearl Harbor area. That's where she works. And she meets me and she finds me on the course. And I'm like, oh, thank God. There's somebody, there's a sign of life. Thank you, Emma. Emma's one of my clients. She didn't even have shoes on. I think she had like heels on. And she still, she had probably like her work clothes on. And she brought, I think she brought me a few things. I can't remember exactly what people bring me, but she stayed with me. So she stayed with me from Pearl Harbor and she walked with me in her work shoes, work sandals or whatever it was. It wasn't shoes though, not at all. It was like sandals, I think, or slippers. She walked with me all the way under to the viaduct on Nimitz. And I said, I kept telling her, I said, you gotta turn around. Like this is a long ways you're going. You're gonna have to eventually, you gotta go back eventually. So the longer you go with me, the longer you're gonna have to go back. But she stayed with me and that gave me another burst of energy that boosted me again and i'm not sure this is where it gets blurry i'm not sure exactly but i think when we were towards the end of the viaduct where it goes out on the road and i think she left me at some point over there so again thank you emma and like i told you guys before like you don't forget the people that are there to support you that come out to support you and cheer you on you never forget them i never forgot all these guys so now I'm about to get out of the viaduct. And at that point, that was the point, and I'm gonna guess I was at mile 
I'm going to guess I was at mile 32, 33 at that point, honestly. I was literally walking at a snail's pace. I could not move anymore. I was about to give up. I had all these thoughts in my head. I mean, deep inside, I guess I knew I wasn't. But I had all these thoughts in my head like, okay, I don't think I can do this anymore. How about I just call it a day? Uh, I think... You know, I think everybody will respect me enough that I even tried all these thoughts. So I come out onto the viaduct and then my friend Jelaine is there. And if you guys know Jelaine, Jelaine is uh, she is a ball of energy. But even Jelaine looked concerned and worried. (laughs) But she came out on her car and she parked on the side and she came out to meet me. And she was like, oh, you okay, coach? Because she calls me coach. You okay? Everything okay? Um, before I saw her, that's where I was getting text messages like from clients and I think even my brother and my friends. I could not respond to anyone. I I told some people um, after this race, I said, look, I I was so exhausted that listening to music was exhausting. I literally had to turn off the music at some point and the podcast. And even that would drain my energy is just listening to something. So I literally put my earphones away probably at mile uh well definitely at mile 20 or so when i saw jolene but yeah my friend jay was like are you okay coach you know you're gonna do this and we talked for a little bit and um i knew she couldn't go with me but she she was parked on the side i said i'm good i'm good thanks so much for coming out and then i left jay and then i continue on and that last stretch on nimitz nimitz highway Going back to Alamana Beach Park, passing Aloha Tower. If you're familiar with Hawaii, if you live here, you know exactly where I'm talking about. Uh, right by Kalihi area, Dillingham. Um, it's long. And when you look down it, it doesn't look like there's any sign of life really. Or you, you're not really sure uh, where's the next stop or when is this going to end. So it really messes with you. So I start, I, I continue on. I continue on, I keep going, and then my the next person I saw was my friend David. And I think this was around Home Depot area, somewhere around there. And my friend was parked on the side, he had his SUV, is like, you okay, you good, you know? And he was there to support me. I said, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, I'm gonna try to finish this, I'm gonna keep going on. So thank you, David. Uh, thank you, Jay, for coming out. And then the next person was Dorothy. And Dorothy was one of my uh, clients also at the time. I was training her. And she lived in Kakaako area. So she met me right by the Kakaako, uh, right by her condo. And she came out. And she came out of the blue too. And I was like, oh, thanks for coming out. Oh, I can't believe I'm, I'm dying. You're seeing me in my worst shape right now. And I was barely, I could barely even move. But you see, the burst of energy came from these guys. Each time I was about to give up, each time I was about to stop on the side and just throw in the towel, um, one at a time came, you know, like uh, after Jolene, Emma boosted me up again. It was like a, a burst of fuel. And after Emma, she passed it off to Jay. And after Jay, passed it off to my friend David. After David, passed it off to Dorothy. And then Dorothy stayed with me all the way till the end, the finish line, Almana Beach Park. And we were talking and I was beat, but we were still going. 
I probably wasn't making any sense. I was probably talking bubbles. We continue on, me and Dorothy, and we go all the way to the park. And by this time, it is sev- after 7 p.m. I am probably two to three hours over my estimated time of arrival, which I try to give people. So if they come out to support me, they know. And we start going into the park. It is dark. And I left while it was dark at 5 a.m. And I came back when it was dark. So from 5 a.m. to about 7.15 or 7.30 p.m. was when I finished. Yeah, that's a long time out there. Trust me. And we got to the park. There's my other clients. Again, uh, Noreen and Bruce. They were there from the start, starting line. And they came back again. Uh, my other client, uh, Bettina. Um, and if I'm missing anybody, I'm sorry. But that's all I can remember. But I'm pretty sure I got everybody. And then Dorothy was there. And um, and then that was it. That was the finish. That was the finish line. Uh, I remember just I wanted pizza. That's all I wanted. <laughs> I think I think Bettina might have texted me. And she's like, what do you want? You know, you want something at the finish line? I said, I just want pizza. That's, uh, for some reason, I wanted pizza. Maybe because it had the, the sodium that I needed to replenish. And it had the carbohydrates, right? I mean, pizza is the perfect food. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you can't go wrong with pizza. And yeah, so we celebrated a little bit. I could barely talk and I was not not having a good time because I was practically dead. And I remember them taking a picture and I was so black. My skin was so burnt because I was out there for so long. And sure, I, I probably put on sunblock and I reapplied it, but I was dark. I was totally dark. I still have a picture of it. And yeah, they brought me, you know, maybe a couple gifts and they were there to support me. And that was the end. Uh, Before I forget the story, uh, a lot of you, and I know a lot of people wondered, how did I feel afterwards? How bad was it? It was bad. I, the bag that I had on, Camelback, it's a Camelback. And... I had all my stuff inside there from what, you know, from my friends that gave me things at at the halfway marker. I had everything inside there. And no joke, when I got home, I did not touch that bag until a couple weeks ago. Mind you, I'm recording this in July of 2022, just to give you an idea. I did not touch that bag for two years and I looked in it. I was like, holy crap. The brownie is like the brownie that I got at Geiger Park was still in there. It was bad. I had the poster. I said, Gold Damon. And um, my, my, my client gave me a gift card um, to one of my favorite places to eat. And I didn't realize it was in there. And I, I literally had to text her. And I was like, you know, just letting you know, I just went through the bag. Thank you for the gift card. I didn't know. To go up the stairs, I needed I needed my friend to help me up to my stairs, and I I live on a third floor um, uh, building, and I needed help going up the stairs. It was that bad. I had to get a massage the next day because my body was gonna be bad, and I literally text my friend Dean. Um, Dean's a massage therapist out in the Kaimoki area, uh, off of Wailai, and I said I gotta come in. I just did forty miles or so. Like, I know I'm going to feel it tomorrow. And I scheduled an appointment that night. And I think I went in like the next morning. I did recover in about two to three days. That's 
that's the one thing that's always been good about my body is I recover pretty fast, even in my triathlon days. But it took me, yeah, it took me about a couple of days or so to recover. And I think the massage really helped out a lot. But I was so beat. Again, I needed somebody to help carry me up the stairs. I gave everything of myself. And after that event, I kind of knew in my head, like, that was it. That was the last of the trilogy. That was the last of the birthday challenges. I I gave everything not only to prove to myself again, but I do these crazy things, whether you enjoy to hear the stories or it's just boring. Uh, but I do these events to motivate people. I do these events to show people what's possible and not to give in to the whole age and the number and, and everything. And I do it. A lot of what I do is for the people. A lot of what I do is for my clients and, and my followers. And I don't have many I feed off of them. They give me the energy. They give me the motivation. They keep me accountable. I A lot of what I do, I do it for them. And after Damon 40, the next year, I was actually planning a Damon 41. And some people might not remember this because Damon 41 did not turn out as successful or as as exciting as the last three events. But I announced for my 41st birthday that I would lose 41 pounds. And uh, there was a lot going on with my body from the pandemic and everything that my body went through the past couple of years. You know, I a lot of you know that I was also homeless and I was living out of my car and that's a future story. But a lot of you have heard that one. And my body, I think, was going through changes and it went through a lot. So... When I announced the 41, Damon 41 was going to happen, I was going to try to lose 41 pounds before my 41st birthday. Uh, There's a part of me that was almost checked out because I knew it was was a lot to do. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to ask from my body. And my body just wasn't ready, honestly. And I could make all the excuses in the world, but really, I just felt like I had to correct a lot of things in my body before I could even possibly pull off heck. 10 pounds, right? But I I wanted to lose 41 pounds and I failed and I wasn't able to do it. And it just wasn't time. It wasn't my time. And that would, it would be months of correcting things in my body. And there was so much, so much damage to my body, put it that way internally that I had to fix. So the 41 pounds just wasn't possible. And I wasn't able to accomplish it. And that was the end of the birthday challenges and since then uh i've decided i'm not gonna do a challenge and i've i ended it not saying i'm never gonna do it again you know they're not gonna be a damon 43 or 44 i don't know might be down the line but i think i proved a lot to myself i think i i i gave enough to people to where um they can they can be motivated they can be inspired a bit from my events and those three events, uh, I took a beating and I did a lot. And there's a lot that went through it. So I, I'm happy and I'm content with what I did in those three events. And that was the end of my birthday challenges. Thanks so much for listening. It was a long story. And it's because I'm trying to remember everything. And I'm also remembering everyone and trying to thank everyone. But thanks for listening. 
I apologize for the delay. I apologize for getting this episode out so late. But I I was and I knew I was going to finish this episode. And I was going to finish this three-part series. And that was Damon 40. Hashtag Damon 40. The 40-mile 40 ultra marathon. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to um, connect with me on social media. You can find me at Damon Moves on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And uh, if you're listening, I really want to know if you're listening. Give me some feedback or leave a review on my uh, my podcast. That really helps me to kind of get up in the ranks and get my podcast more uh, more noticeable and for people to find me easier when I get more reviews. So please leave a review if you like it. There's going to be more episodes to come. I'm going to try to do a bonus episode uh, before I leave Vegas. I'm on a trip right now. I leave in a couple of days, but I'm going to try to knock out another one. But thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Damon 40, the birthday trilogy. And uh, I will see you crazy kids on the next episode. Peace.